This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk more about the uh, goings-on in Ottawa today where the SNC-Lavalin scandal squarely in the spotlight once again at the Federal Justice Committee. Gerald Butts, the former principal secretary to the prime minister, was on the witness stand earlier in the day. Michael Wernick, the clerk of the Privy Council, also answering questions today. This one just keeps going and going and going. Let's check in with Anthony Fury now. He's a syndicated columnist for Post Media and the Sun, uh, Sun newspaper chain. Very pleased to welcome him. Anthony, thanks for coming on. Hey, Mike. Always great to chat with you. Appreciate it on a busy day. Let's start with Gerald Butts. What did you think of his testimony? Well, it all hinges on credibility, and he refutes a lot of Jody Wilson-Raybould, uh, what, a lot of her testimony, but he does it in some very interesting ways, basically either saying, I don't have the notes to that effect, that's not how I remember it, or in a line that got a lot of people up in arms saying, oh, I appreciate that two people can experience the same event differently. So there were some denials and, and some contradictions, not just of her statement, but Michael Wernick's, which he's making sort of, you know, still right now. Uh, but uh, a number of different, shall we say, tactics to try and say, yeah, these conversations were happening, but no, there was nothing wrong, nothing illegal. Okay, the, the whole line about some people experience things differently, I was getting a little deja vu on that, because, of course, if people might remember the, the groping allegations against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and a young female reporter in British Columbia had alleged that he had, he had groped her or touched her inappropriately, and, and he, his line on that was, well, people remember things. His exact exp- uh, quote was, people experience things differently. Is a very similar line coming from Butts here today. And, and you know, it's the, it's the new way, it's the cool way, it's the in-crowd way of calling someone a liar, because it wouldn't look <laughs> very good uh, for the prime minister to call a woman a liar who, who is saying that, you know, I was grabbed by you. And it certainly wouldn't make Gerald Butts look very good to call someone as distinguished as Jody Wilson-Raybould a liar. So you say, oh, yeah. we, you know, we experience these things d- differently. But the problem is, Mike, when you're before a justice committee and in an issue that the RCMP is, uh, is, is potentially going to be probing and potentially issuing criminal charges on, uh, y- you can't have that. There's either one thing that's right or one thing that's wrong. And, you know, that's why these answers are not satisfactory to people. Okay. He talked a lot as well about this uh, meeting that took place between himself and Jody Wilson-Raybould in, in Ottawa. And this is the one where Wilson-Raybould had suggest, said last week that she felt that he was he was pressuring her and that uh, he, she quoted him as saying that we got to find a solution to this SNC-Lavalin situation. She interpreted that as pressure. He said today that he doesn't recall using this word "solution." What, what's the? Is this like a, a he said, she said at the end of the day? Well, well, and, and more pointedly, he said uh, apparently alleged that he said there is no solution that does not involve interference. And that yeah, statement, right. Mike, if true, that is the closest thing uh, that we had in Jody Wilson-Raybould's testimony that a, a judge or or a jury would say yes, that fits obstruction of justice. That is, in fact a criminal code offense. So it's no surprise that he went out swinging against that one, because that is the most incriminating sentence. And I don't use that word lightly. And again, he just said, no, that's, you know, that's not the case. I mean, we're talking about the issue. We were talking around the issue. And he was very defiant. You're right on the phrase solution. He said, no, I, I would never say that. I'm not the type of guy who says that. The challenge with all of this, Mike, is, is it just relies on credibility and who do you trust and, and who do you think is the honest one and who is taking 
uh, the high road here because they're they're all basically saying no no trust me you know I'm a good guy that's kind of what what is being said by Gerald Butts by Michael Warnick himself talking about you know how genuine they are and their personal friendships and relationships with everyone and oops we just had this misunderstanding right so speaking to Anthony Fury syndicated columnist for Post Media Anthony one of the other things that Gerald Butts was asked about today of course was well he kept repeating that. Uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould had total control of this file. Whether this company received this uh, this prosecution agreement was completely up to her. But, of course, Trudeau removed her from the portfolio. He moved her out as attorney general, which I think is, is critical to, to, the, to the whole sequence of events here. Now, he was asked about that. Why was she moved out of the uh, the portfolio? And once again, they come back to this Scott Bryson thing, that when Scott Bryson stepped down from cabinet, it triggered this kind of domino effect that effectively forced Trudeau to move her. What's the reaction of people to to this? Like, I'm not buying that. What do you think? There's no reason to buy it because, look, they were elected with a staggering majority. What that means is they had over 180 MPs to choose from for these 30 or so cabinet posts and then 30 or so parliamentary secretary posts. There's a lot of people out there. And quite frankly, to Trudeau's credit, a lot of brilliant people did choose to run under the liberal banner. A lot of them are not being used. They are underperforming. Jody Wilson-Raybould was tapped. There are so many people, Mike, that you can tap to bring into this role or a role like it. If you wanted Jody Wilson-Raybould to stay in that job, she could have stayed in that job. It is as simple as that. So they had to decide, we want her out, and now is the pretext. So you almost flip the sentence around. It's not that because Scott Bryson left, we had to shuffle her out, but ah, because Scott Bryson left, now we have the opportunity to Mm. get her out of here because we want her out of here. Okay. We also had Michael Wernick on the witness stand today. He's the clerk of the Privy Council. One of the people identified by Jody Wilson-Raybould last week when she was dropping names and uh, naming basically a who's who of power players in Ottawa that she says pressured her on this file. Uh, Michael Wernick very prominently mentioned he was back testifying today. Anthony, let's have a little listen to uh, what he had to say here about whether or not he ever threatened Jody Wilson-Raybould. Have a listen. Former minister maintains that her decision, a decision to take no action, was final in December. In September, sorry. But she had the ability, as new public interest considerations emerged, to reassess the context and re-examine her reasoning. And that is the most she was ever asked to do. So I repeat my contention, the minister experienced lawful advocacy to consider doing something lawful in the public interest. I made no threats veiled or otherwise, that the minister's decision would lead to consequences for her, and my position could be captured at all times by the well-known phrase, non-ingérence, non-indifférence. It is my contention the minister was doing her job, and I was doing mine. Okay, that's Michael Wernick. Uh, She called it pressure, Anthony. He calls it lawful advocacy. What is the public supposed to take away from this? When Murray Rankin was testifying, not testifying, asking questions during uh, that question portion of the committee hearing, he told Murray, he told uh, Michael Wernick that he had received a number of phone calls, emails from his constituents who were retired public servants saying that they were ashamed of Michael Wernick and the things he had said at his previous testimony. Wernick doubled down and said that he has no shame about it. He's proud about it. He wants to reiterate the, the fear mongering he did. Uh, he said that he's been bullied on social media and showed up 
like like some sort of you know grade five person to the principal's office with the evidence. He said, "Please take these pages of, of mean tweets uh, that I received." I mean, I, I don't think this guy understands how life and reality works. And as I saw, uh, one uh, female reporter said, "Oh, he'd hate to see the stuff I get uh, every day." Very bizarre stuff. And 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 Jermaine, to your particular point there. I mean, he's he's really quibbling on a lot of these details here because by by simply saying, oh, she said her decision was final to me in September, but then we went back and said, well, there's new evidence we want you to take into consideration and we're going to keep bringing it up to you and that's lawful evidence. We can split hairs here, but that certainly seems like a whole lot of influence and a whole lot of pressure. So the, the thing that they're all doing here, uh, Mike, is, is they're not actually denying that there was repeated aggressive pressure i think they're really just trying to save their skins uh to get the rcmp not interested in this to think that it became the point where it was criminal pressure anthony last question for you where does this go from here i mean we've seen two dramatic resignations from justin trudeau's cabinet the remaining ministers in his cabinet have all publicly declared their support for him there's a little bit of grumbling on the back bench but i don't know there doesn't seem to be any uh, evidence or signs of a, of a major insurrection against him the government obviously hoping that this things cools down a bit going forward here from today is this thing going to settle down a bit for trudeau or are there still uh, still pitfalls ahead for him here well, we're learning just how powerful the prime minister's office is because it's up to him whether or not there's a public inquiry. The reason there was one in the sponsorship scandal against the liberals was because Paul Martin called it effectively against Jean Chrétien. Now it would up to be up to Trudeau to call it against Trudeau. I, I do think it calms down a little bit because we lose our mechanisms to get to the bottom and get to the answers of this unless there is an RCMP probe. Because what everyone is saying, what Wernick is saying and Butts is saying is, oh, people experience things differently and that's what Trudeau's saying. And, and there's no way, there's no ruling body that's going to determine right. who is actually telling the truth here. And that's what we need to know. Who said what to whom? And the, the issue that at stake here, Mike, is whether or not the justice system is impartial or not and a key defining principle that separates canada from you know the shady countries rest and see lavalin has actually been charged uh for getting up to chicanery and that is what matters that's what's important here we're just not going to get answers for that i think unless there's an rcmp probe or a public inquiry anthony thanks for taking the time and a busy day appreciate it all the best mike thanks okay thank you that's anthony fury syndicated columnist at post media